0: All right, people, let's do this one last time. This
1: is the way. Who am I? I am Iron Man. Ramamu, I've come to bargain.
0: We know each other. He's a friend from work. You may be wondering why the red suit. Well, that's so bad, guys can't see me bleed.
1: I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Beware my power green
0: lanterns light that is america's ass language hey you know what there's another name you might know me by star who star man legendary outlaw you can't win Darth. if you strike me down i shall become more powerful than you could possibly imagine
1: i am inevitable stop right there i'm in Welcome, everybody, back to the Flavor of the Geek Podcast, where we talk about all things geek. My name is Matthew. This is episode 41, and I'm joined today, as always, by Stephen Reyes. How are you doing today, Stephen? This weekend, two brothers face off in
0: fantasy football. <laughs> the League of Degenerates presents Los Hermanos Reyes in an <laughs> epic showdown. <laughs> Two brothers, one victor. <laughs> Football. Well, if that didn't answer that's your question, good. I don't know it did. I'm excited. Good. I
1: totally forgot we were playing each other this weekend. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. I mean, yeah, you yeah. are you oh, are. Yeah. I mean, last week John I played John and John was uh, was supposed to win by like because it kept saying like eighty percent you're supposed to John he was supposed to win and then twenty percent I'm supposed to win. And then a 20% chance, I guess. And this week, it's what's it like? What is it given to you? Like 40%? It says something I have a
0: percent? 60%. A 60 something. I think it's okay. a 63% chance of winning. And then yeah. you have 33 But the thing is, you have Tyreek Hill on your team. I share freaking been going do. off for the last couple of weeks. He's I going sure up against do. Buffalo. So I'm not
1: sure what to expect. I know. I can't wait. I can't wait. That's uh, that's the thing because Tyreek Hill last week got like 78 points. And he was supposed to only get like fifteen, and uh, <laughs> then he goes off and gets seventy eight, and I and I win by fifty points. <laughs> so and I was supposed to lose yeah. by fifty points, and I end up winning by fifty points.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's how it was supposed to be for me. I was supposed to, it was like one twenty predicting for me, and then one seventy for the other guy, and he ended up getting one hundred. I ended up getting two sixteen. So I was like, okay, I'll take it.
1: Fine. Yeah. But yeah, so we'll may may the best brother win. <laughs> Yes, the best brother will win. <laughs> and I heard there's a, there's a hurricane coming towards you there in Florida.
0: Oh, well, yeah. Category three hurricane from what I'm looking at on the Weather Channel. That's uh-huh. uh, hitting us, I think, late Tuesday into Wednesday. And it's supposed to last about, I think, four or, so, or five days. Damn. Everybody's going. everybody's going crazy here. Because I went to the store yesterday and mom told me to buy some supplies and um, before she told me to buy a plus, I was already going to do that. And everything's like out of stock. All the water, batteries, candles, all this like that. At least at the Target I went to, it was out of yeah. stock. It was it was so bizarre because I hadn't seen that kind of issue happen since like the beginning of the pandemic with the toilet paper and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. But I was like, whoa, you guys are used to dealing with hurricanes. why, why is What's going on? Yeah. But yeah, got to stock up somewhere.
1: Yeah, you do. So it's it's supposed to hit you for three days straight, or in three days. Uh, it's supposed to hit us on two,
0: Tuesday night, okay. and then Wednesday's when we're gonna get the brunt of it. And it's supposed to last, they said, a, like three or four days, from uh-huh. what it shows. Are you gonna be working that day? Already? Yeah, they're gonna make me make me work. <laughs> no, they said. I, I asked them that question. They said that it's up for discussion at the moment. I mean, it's it it varies from day to day. If it's a small storm, they're probably going to have us work, but if it's a huge tropical thing that's going on, like if it, it is what is predicted, predicted yeah. they're probably going to have everybody stay home, so yeah, we'll sense. see what happens. All
1: right. Well, yeah. good luck out there.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you as well, just in case it somehow hits uh,
1: <laughs> the Northeast area somehow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But all right, so yeah, so we have a few different things to talk about today. We have, of course, the Andor series dropped this week, episodes one through three. We also got She-Hulk episode six, and then we got just one geek topic of the week, and that's that Sony Pictures has delayed some of its Marvel-related projects. So we're going to start off with Andor, then then get into She-Hulk, and then get into that geek topic. So if you want to if the time codes are going to be below as always so feel free to jump around throughout the podcast if you don't want to listen to one of the other things but yeah let's get right into andor episode 1 through 3 let's go Okay, so <laughs> so this week, and they they released episodes one through three. Uh, each one was around thirty-eight to about forty-five minutes long, and which I thought was a I thought was good because typically when uh, it's a longer series, because this this is supposed to have twelve episodes this series, so typically oh, when it's a longer man, that's, series, that's a lot of sense. Yeah, <laughs> so typically when it's a longer series, they will. It'd be shorter episodes, but I'm glad they're doing it the opposite way. I'm glad they're doing it like longer episodes because we need more. We definitely need more, and that's what they've been missing out with Marvel. I think. I think they, especially with She Hulk, I think we need more of this stuff and instead more episodes like Moon Knight, more episodes. Give us more because uh, it's it's hard to tell yeah, I, a origin story in just th- six episodes. Six you know?
0: episodes. It's it's just not doable. I think since last year they they were playing a a very difficult game when yeah. they said, all right, six episodes supposed to be like a small kind of movie. This is what we're going to be able to do when we tell the story. But the thing is, it's one episode every single week at 30 minutes an episode. Right? How much story can you really tell before you close out the episode and start another one? Yeah. And then it's kind of like bouncing back and forth. Like You need to really be able to sit down and get to know the characters that you're introducing and the story and actually fully build it because... Six episodes is definitely not enough. It, no. it cannot be. Nine episodes at this moment doesn't even seem like enough for She-Hulk because there's a lot of shit that we need to talk about. But I sure do. I think, I think 12 episodes with 40 minutes a, a, a piece or even 18 episodes with what Daredevil is going to be doing, I think that's a smart idea. You don't yeah. have to go too much and say 24 episodes or 22 episodes, uh, especially if it's like a 40-minute thing. But anywhere between 12 and 18, it's a decent number, especially when you're going all out and it's not 20 minutes of an episode and then you have, like, six minutes of credits or whatever, but it's a full 35 to 45 minutes of this this series, and that's genius because I'll let you finish what you're going to say, but I think no, it's just okay. I think brilliant. I really do.
1: No, no, I, I agree with you. I do definitely agree with you because... Like, like you said, like with six episodes, sometimes or even the twelve episodes, it's thirty minutes long, right? But seven minutes of it is commercial is like credits. So it's really only about twenty twenty one to twenty three minutes that we're getting that it's actual information regarding the episode to actual episode. But, yeah, no, I agree with you we need we need more stuff like that more more. N- good storytelling in around 12 to 16 episodes will be really really good especially if we're doing an origin story but i know that andor is not really an origin story or is it really is it an origin story technically it is it's isn't a it prequel be... to a prequel yeah so it's, 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 it's a it prequel is. to <laughs> a prequel that's right <laughs> but yeah 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 no, you're, you are right so but yeah let's let's get into it because this there's a lot to discuss we got a lot of new characters and uh, mm. we're starting to see the building of the Rebellion. and and But, yeah, Stephen, what were just your just initial thoughts on these first three episodes? Ooh,
0: I have a lot of thoughts, but I'm gonna t- my first thought here, I'm just going <laughs> to discuss pretty quickly, or so I hope. Okay. This series is playing a different game than any other Star Wars story we've seen on screen to date. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the reasons that is is because... It's not focused on nostalgia or cuteness yeah, like right. or, those or that for before it. Or Jedi. We watched Boba Fett for nostalgia and familiarity. Mm-hmm. We watched Obi-Wan Kenobi for the same reason and, of course, young Leia, so the cuteness factor as well. <laughs> Mandalorian, you had the, you had the so same great qualities, but they also dealt with the nostalgia from the films. Um, Mandalorian did look like Boba Fett, so that was a little bit of a tie-in there. And then, of course, later on he shows up, Boba Fett does, so there's mm-hmm. nostalgia again. And then you have the cuteness factor with Grogu. And every film past A New Hope was built around the same things. Andor, however, sticks out in this way because we're only familiar with Cassian Andor, but everything else is new territory to us. And it is, it's is—it's quite refreshing to see a show succeed for more reasons than just nostalgia or bringing in something cute to distract the audience from the bigger picture. All right. So I, that's my first thought.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I, I'm really curious because thinking about it now, I'm curious to know where a lot of these characters from the first three episodes are during the events of Rogue One. So, because I know that it takes place of about, I think about five or six years after. The series. So, this series takes place five or six years before the movie Rogue One. So, I'm curious mm. to see where Bix is. Like, I'm curious to see where Marva is, like, played by Fiona Shaw, who does amazing job in that for those freaking episodes. I think she's like, it, she's standout, man. I love her acting. She's so good. I um, wasn't
0: expecting her to be such a big part of the show. Me neither. Honestly, I thought me she was going to be like a one off thing, but. She's relevant to the whole backstory of Cassie and Andor. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, we oh, have we so have good. Bix, we have Cassie and Andor, and we also have uh, Stellan Scars who. Yep. Of course, we, we know from either Pirates of the Caribbean or we know him from Marvel uh, as the Doctor. What's what's his name in the in Marvel? It's Doctor. Doctor. Oh my gosh! I know who you're talking about.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, you
1: name. know. He's in Thor one, two, and I think a little bit of, of some other movies. But uh, yeah, he's really good as well. Like this, the actors in the series, this series is perfect. I love it. I love the casting. Uh, so that's just my quick initial thoughts. And I know there's probably a lot of things you want to break down, Steven, So let's let's go for it. Just, just jump right in.
0: All right. Cool. So. It makes a lot of sense that they dropped three episodes at once. I know that they originally were intending to just to drop two, but then they delayed things, and then there was three episodes. Right. It makes sense because I didn't feel like I was watching three separate episodes when I watched them. It felt like one big pilot episode because of how fast things were happening and how much the world was building yeah. around them as it was going on. It right. felt like one huge premiere in these three episodes. It just kept jumping, boom, boom, boom. It was, it was so smooth transitioning. And I really liked that. Yeah. Um, I didn't have ex- high expectations going into the show, just because I didn't know how much was going to be impressed, impressive about it. You know, I didn't know how much I was going to be impressed by it. Cassian Andor is a multifaceted character, though, unlike the characters before him who are built around one single archetype. They never grow from there. Right, but Cassian... <laughs> Like, like, think about this. A- Anakin Skywalker was built on a desert planet. I'm just going to bring him up as a random example. Okay. Um, Anakin Skywalker, built on a desert planet. He's one of those um, hot, hot-headed hot people who has a one tracked mind, and then it goes south from there. He's considered to be the chosen one, but he's also very bad. Boom, that's it. That's all you get. Uh, Finn, he's built on a... Not built. He's uh, He's born on a... I believe like a snowy-ish, like cold planet, and there's no real character development there for his entire, the entire time he's that he's shown. Right. But Cassian, he's thoughtful, arrogant, duplicitous, heroic, manipulative, and desperate. Yeah, exactly. Desperate. That's the point. He's desperate. desperate. Yeah, and he he owes a lot of people money. And he gets into some very bad situations because of his prior mistakes, mm-hmm. but he does his best to prevent those he cares about or who care about him being dragged through the mess as well. Right now, this is a sort. This is a, a a sort of a first for Star Wars because you you don't have to focus on a one track minded person because there's so many things that are going on through Cassian Andor's head or like through his actions and everything else like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I believe that. This is going to be the best Star Wars um, series of this year, and it's—I didn't think that was going to happen. I know you didn't. You were
1: skeptical about this one, and I was uh, so skeptical, and weren't looking yeah. forward to it at all. But now, now you're—you've now that you've seen it, you—you you think it's going to be the best Star Wars series of the year, huh? I do, I do, and I, I,
0: I have to commend them because. This the first time we had seen Cassian Andor was back in 2000, I think, 15 or 16. I think in it was Road 16, 1. yeah, 16. Okay, yeah. And now it's 2022, and they had delayed this series like about a, like a few weeks or so. um Now, with that being delayed and all, it was six years apart from first seeing Cassian Andor on the screen, and so. When you give that much time between the first time you see somebody to this origin story, right. I didn't have high expectations going into it because I was like, I don't think I'm going to care because <laughs> why is any of this relevant? But honestly, I really do care. I really like this so far. <laughs> and the last thing I will say has to not do about acting or about the plot itself, but about composing. The art of composing, the, the scores in the Star Wars universe. Now I know that we have been very fortunate with I think his name's John Williams who has Mm -hmm. composed a decent amount of the Star Wars scores, tracks, intros, outros, all of that Mm -hmm. throughout the, the last like 40 or so years of the Star Wars universe. But I want to commend the person who composed the score for this show and that is Nicholas Bertel. Now he did the this beautifully, um, he he composed this this show beautifully. Everything from the intro to the outro of each episode is remarkable. Right. And in the third episode, when the villagers are banging their metal rods yeah. on the other metal pieces to intimidate the officers, I believe that is brilliant. Because I'm not sure if you can tell, but there's aside from their sound going on, um, like their own like beating of the drums, that, that kind of thing. In the background there's a little bit of tense music being played underneath that yeah and when the music when the noise stops the composer does a great job of making the audience feel on edge as well as the officers who they are trying to intimidate because the music stops as well as just as that so it's complete chaos in just silence and a lot of th- of that happens and it's it's so freaking awesome because as soon as the the banging of the drums stops or the metal rod stops, the officers freeze in the tracks. And what's her face? Marva? Manar? what what's Marva. Her Marva. Marva. Yeah. And Marva says, You you think this is annoying now, but wait until it stops. And the officer's like, What happens when it stops? And she just smiles. And then as soon as it stops, the officers run away because they're yeah. scared. Yeah. They have no <laughs> idea what to expect. And then utter chaos ensues after the, 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 the all of the noise stops. So that's a brilliant part. On not just the screenwriters who put this, this whole plot together, but also the composer for making us feel on edge. It's kind of like a quiet place mm-hmm. because they were able to, to, to put so much tension in silence. Right. Which silence is powerful. normally
1: yep.
0: science is very powerful. And having that throughout the entire film is is intense because once things start to build up again at the end of, the, of that movie, or in the second movie as well, once the silence starts to fade away and it becomes more and more um, loud or noisy, it's it's more tense and the audience is gravitating towards the characters at this point. The same thing happens in Andor in this last episode because. Tensions are so high when the noise is banging, and banging, banging over and over again. There's so much loud noise, so many things going out at once. And then all of a sudden, boom, it stops. So it was the reverse effect. Instead of it going from very, very quiet, so the tension's building that way, it was going from very, very loud, and then it stops, and you're frozen in mm-hmm. place wondering what to expect next. And then chaos. And it was brilliantly done. I just think there's so much more to expect from the show. And... I could not say that about Boba Fett when I first started watching. I was like, okay, cool. I couldn't say that about Obi-Wan. I was like, okay. I am confident about this show. For the first time of of a Star Wars show since The Mandalorian. And Mandalorian Season 2 came out, I think, two years ago. So the fact that we're finally getting Mandalorian next year after all that is great. But the fact that we're getting a good, like an actual competent... Star Wars structured uh, a, a a competent structured Star Wars show again for the first time in two years I think that's beautiful
1: yeah no, I agree and I, I really like the fact that they're giving him a mission right like his mission I mean even before the show started he was already on the mission for to save his sister or to find his sister at least and I, I like that as kind of a the the drive of the story for him at the moment is trying to find his sister that he had to leave back when he was a child um but yeah yeah i'm looking forward to the rest of these episodes because if we were to let's see here if we were to i think this will end probably in sometime in november if we just keep going on a weekly schedule like this i think this this series will end in november so because again there's how many episodes left there's eight episodes so it's about two months worth of episodes left but yeah, uh,
0: yeah. Wait, no. You said there's twelve episodes in this.
1: There's twelve, but we've already seen three, <laughs> so uh, so that's nine. nine. That's nine. Yeah, yeah, it's a little over uh, a little over two months we have left to to watch this. So that's really cool. So maybe towards the end of November then. Uh, Not too about. Yeah. Uh, but I really like the character. Her name is Bix, right? That's the name of the the mechanic. The, yep. yep. Yeah, she's she was one of my favorite characters in the episode too. Even though she was. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess she was in love with the dude. I, I forget his name. What the hell was the guy's name that uh, that got killed? I mean, we should have, we should have issued a spoiler alert before we we did the episode. But all right, I'm gonna say one right now. <laughs> okay, everybody that's watching, uh,
0: t- uh, listening up to this point, I want to tell you right now. Spoiler <laughs> alert! Spoiler alert! You <laughs> may proceed. <laughs> all so right, let's, uh, let's yeah. actually check out this guy's name. Hold on. Yeah, cast. Andor cast because honestly, I kind of figured he was gonna die. I really did. Right. Um, let's see. His name
1: was Tim.
0: Tim. Tim right, Carlo. Right. Which yep. it
1: seems like Tim and Bix were dating, right? And of course, she was upset when yeah. he and uh, ultimately ended up dying. What did he say at the end of that? When, when? What was his last words? You did this. Is that what he said? You did this. Cause Wait, he no, was. He, he was Tim. Tim. Right. Yeah. He was running down the stairs because the soldiers were pointing their guns at him. Right and right. he was running down the stairs and did he say you did this i was he talking to bix or talking to the soldiers i didn't understand what was going on or maybe he was talking to himself maybe he said i did this but somebody did this <laughs> so i should have <laughs> rewinded it but i'm not sure if you caught that whatever whatever his last words were oh i didn't catch that no all right uh, dang all good Should have, but no all good, all good, all good. But, yeah, wow. I wasn't a big fan of his character. Um, I think that was the whole point, though. I think the point was for us not to really like him too much because he freaking outed Cassian Andor, So, which was an ass- yeah, asshole and- move, man. Yeah, it was. I think it must have just been because of
0: jealousy or something because like Cassian and Bix were close. It didn't seem like they were close in the way of like lovers or having some kind of romantic past between each I right. just felt like they were close friends who dealt with a lot of shit. And so they have each other's backs and, and Bix is sort of sick of Cassian's, um, shit at the, at the moment, yeah. but she still cares enough to help him out. And so Bix is dating Tim. Not anymore. Sorry. But, RIP, RIP, RIP. But, um, Bix is, Bix was dating Tim to an extent. Like she, she, she liked him and, and Tim liked her back. And I think it got to the point where, he was getting intimidated by Cassian's presence all the time. And so knowing that there was some some uh, bad history with, with Cassian being there, being like a search warrant out for his arrest or mm-hmm. like some, like when, I don't know what, what the fuck Bix was doing. She left everything on the screen for him to see. So weird. <laughs> I don't know. Instead of, like there's a button called like, exit. Like control, <laughs> delete, or whatever, like, fucking do something, man, like, you're yeah, in a just, galaxy she far, Yeah, she just turns the screen off, and then leaves. Yeah, and <laughs> leaves, and I'm like, okay, that doesn't help at all, like, you had a few <laughs> seconds to click out or something, but he just sees it, and he goes, well, I guess Cassian's a very bad person, I had my, my issues with him before, but I think now, let's go fuck him up, and so he decides to basically put a search warrant out for him, and everyone's like, oh, we gotta go to this planet now, and fuck him up, and I was like, okay, you have seven guards against one dude. I wasn't expecting the whole village to to be on his side and and help, right out in any anyway, but I was expecting everybody to get. I wasn't expecting everyone to get fucked up the way. It <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and uh, it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty intense. Honestly, it's really intense. And uh, let's talk about for a second how you know what Alan Tudyk is. Yeah, yeah, I do. He plays. He plays K two S O. The uh, yeah, little yeah. red small robot. I didn't know that. I was just looking it up. He I'll does a lot insane. of
1: robots. I think he does a few that's different awesome. robots. I think he does. I'm pretty sure he does the uh, the one that's the big the big silver one that belonged to the Empire or whatever. Um, the one that's in um, Rogue One. The big robot. Oh, does he? Yeah, he plays oh. that him as
0: well. So okay, I'm looking this up. Hold on. Yeah. He was in Moana. He was in Knight's Tale. Rogue I am one. Ryan, Moana. One. Okay. <laughs> Rogue One. Let's see. I got to click on this. Oh, yeah. K2. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's also K2SO,
1: I guess. K2SO. Oh, right. So maybe well, he just
0: transferred his like his uh, mind into a different robot? No,
1: because B- B2, right? Isn't B2 the one that... Oh, it's BB. BB. B- no isn't it b isn't it bb i think he calls him b but what the heck's the the red robot <laughs>
0: that's what i was that's what i was talking about i thought that was oh i'm looking this up damn it this is gonna bother me
1: who are you his name is b2emo is the name of the droid so oh so it's not
0: it's dave chapman
1: okay never mind yeah dave chapman
0: so i'm guessing that the other guy comes in later on but uh, he's not gonna be yeah, in this
1: season anymore. So we heard that he's not going to be in this season, but he will be in season two. So that's when they'll be oh. they'll meet him and, and Cassian is when that's when they'll meet. are confirming a season two already. They're already yeah. filming the season two, dude. They're already filming. Holy the, shit. It's another 12 episodes that we're going to be getting, I think, maybe towards the end of next year. Around the same time, probably, for next year. I'm excited. Oh, my
0: God. We've yeah. only gotten three episodes of this season so far, and... If we're doing another 12 episodes in the next season, I can only imagine what kind of uh, journey our characters are going to
1: be on. There's going to be a two. time oh. jump. So they already announced that, that after this first season, there's going to be a time jump in season two. So I think at least a few years will be have gone by, or maybe at least four years. And then that season is going to like literally lead right into him getting the information in um, – Oh, Rogue the Death One, Star? Okay. about the Death Star and Rogue One, yeah. Oh, got it. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with you. I I'm I wasn't my expectations for the series wasn't high either. I was like, "All right, I'm going to watch it because it's a Star Wars series," but now after seeing it, it it started with this kind of started slow. It started with a slow burn, right? But then it quickly was picking up, picking up, picking up. So, especially when they were in the uh him and – Luthen is that the guy's name? Luthen, who's played by uh, Scarsgard. Stellan Scarsgard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they were in that that whole scene, when them together was amazing. I I loved that because he was trying to figure out if he was a spy, and the other one's trying to <laughs> not really there for the uh, the technology he has. He's really there because he's really there for Cassian Andor. He doesn't care about the uh, the box that Cassian has. He really he's really there to take him. Cassian Andor yeah he's because he wants he to says, recruit him
0: although the box is worth so much I think the real reason I came here it was for you right and then Cassian puts his gun I He's like who are you <laughs> what do you want right and I'm like oh shit here
1: we yeah. go Yeah. here we go so he's um, gonna Luthen's gonna be recruiting Cassian Andor in the rebellion cause at some point I'm not sure if it's gonna be this week or uh, not this week uh, next week or the week weeks after but we're gonna see uh, Montmatha Montmatha who's uh of course, a big part of the rebellion in all of the movies and series, she's like the she's the leader of the rebellion. But as of right now in the timeline, she's still working for the Republic. Is that what they call it? I'm I'm s- confused between the Empire and the Republic. I don't know which one is which. But I need to read up on my Star Wars. But I think at, I think at this is, point, I think at this think the point, Empire was yeah. Oh, so keep going. No, no, I'm sorry. That's, think- that's the that's the dark side. <laughs> no, I I think at this point it might be the Republic at this point. And then I think it becomes the Empire after the events of the uh, mm. Revenge of the Sith. No. Well, no, because at this point in Andor
0: series, this is post Revenge of the Sith. So... Um. This is this is the Empire that we're dealing with right okay. now.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. Then, yeah. 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. Star Wars universe confuses me sometimes with the timelines. But yeah, you're right. So it is the Empire <laughs> then, because this is post, um Revenge of the Sith. This is after, yeah. Order sixty or Order six one six. Is that what it's called? Six one six. No, that's not what it is. Order sixty six. That's what it is. Order yes, yeah, six, <laughs> okay. 616. That's the Marvel Universe. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, yeah, okay. Good transition, though. Good yeah. transition. <laughs> yeah, did you have anything else you want to talk about with Andor? No. Okay. No. Well, I guess it was a good transition, then, because, yeah, we're going to be getting another episode, of course, next week with Andor. We'll be definitely breaking that down when that comes out. So episode four for that. And then we're going to talk about She-Hulk right now. Episode six, which in my opinion, probably, I think was probably one of the better, the best episodes of the series so far. So yeah, let's break down She-Hulk episode six, which was titled Just Jen. Let's go. All right so in this series we have in this series in this episode we have a couple of storylines going on we have of course the, the a story which is jennifer walters she is she's a bridesmaid for, for one of her old friends uh so she has to prepare for that and then go to the wedding and then most of the time that we see her is at the actual wedding or at the some at something I think some kind of reception before or after the wedding so that's that's the storyline A. In storyline B, the storyline B, we have Nikki and Mallory, uh, who are dealing with one of Jen Walters' cases while she's at the wedding, and this case involves none other than Mister Immortal. Okay, now I'm not sure if you picked up on this, but Mister Immortal is a mutant. He's an Avenger of it. Yeah. He's a mutant oh, well. with the power of immortality which allows his body to regenerate from an inju- any injury including ones that would kill ordinary humans. Craig Hollis, his name as a human name is Craig Hollis. Um, but he was first introduced, you were right Stephen, in the West Coast Avengers. So he is an Avenger in the West Coast. We're, st- we're starting to get a bunch of West Coast Avengers over here. But yeah, I that's just, saying, yeah. that's what's going on in Part B, Storyline Part A. Um is of course Jen at the wedding at Lulu's wedding, so this I, I really like these the cross between these episodes. And I, I like Nikki with Mallory; she was uh, they were pretty funny together, but I, I really like Nikki in general. She's she's real chill and uh, I don't know she's funny as well. But Stephen, what were your initial thoughts on this these, this episode? Ooh, okay, um, it's it's hard to
0: not be disappointed when the previous episode teases Daredevil. And the episode that follows doesn't include doesn't Daredevil. Include Daredevil, right? <laughs> now I know that we n- we never promised that uh, he would be showing up in this episode because of that little teaser. Right. But it seemed like we were we were making some progress in in this show, and then in this episode it feels like the a plot kind of just ceased, and they they make fun of that in the beginning she does. episode when they she say does it, it's say the it. most it's. It's all happening at a very inconvenient time. <laughs> it really is. It's really the, the wedding episode. Wedding episode. <laughs> and but let's be real. Like when isn't a wedding going to be inconvenient to somebody? But I it just feels like I have been saying this for weeks. This seems to be a low-stakes show so far. But I was right. expecting more from this Titania She-Hulk rivalry that we've seen to be having at this point. But at this point it isn't making sense why Titania is so obsessed with She-Hulk. Now, who is she, and why is Titania relevant? The show doesn't seem particularly interested in telling us this, but since it doesn't seem as though she's going away anytime soon, it would be nice to understand a bit more of Titania's character and what her motivations are, because at this point, it just feels kind of dragged out. Like, when the first time she breaks into the courtroom, boom, right then and there, she should be in jail for life. (laughs) for even attempting to kill anybody. But no, she's off doing her own thing and she gets her own makeup line that's called She-Hulk and she tries suing the same person who saved the judges, all of this. Mm -hmm. And it's just bonkers because she's out and about. She's now a, 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 a bridesmaid of some sort because she knows somebody in the groom squad. And then there's a big fight again in the middle of all this going down. And I think to myself, why? I just, I just feel like the actress who plays Titania, I, uh, her name is Jamila Jamil, yeah. I believe.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? That's right. Jamila
0: Jamil. Yeah, Jamila Jamil. She has the potential to be great, but it just feels so annoying, and it feels like they're not going anywhere with this, this rivalry. It just feels like a dead space kind of thing. To keep pushing episodes along, but I'm not really getting much from that, and it sucks that the best part in this episode, for me at least, was the B plot. The week's episode with the B plot actually on is yeah. one of the series' strongest, pairing Nikki and Mallory to tackle a divorce case while Jen's out of town. Yeah, now the client in general we talked about is Mister Immortal. He is in the West Coast Avengers and the in the the Marvel comics now. He has been married multiple times. Mm -hmm. Instead of legally ending those relationships, he decides to just kill himself. Just fake his deaths. (laughs) Fake his deaths because he doesn't feel like dealing with the consequences anymore. And then a a moment happens when he's talking to his lawyers, Mallory and Nikki, and he's avoiding conflict with them. So he jumps out a fucking window. And (laughs) I'm sorry, because jumping out a window and killing yourself is very tragic. It's very sad. It's very serious and we shouldn't laugh about that. But I laughed so hard when he turned around and just jumped out the window to avoid talking to two girls about his avoidance with other girls. I'm like, oh my God,
1: you suck.
0: But Renee Elise Goldsberry and Ginger Gonzaga, so Mallory and Nikki. The actors that play them um, have a wonderfully offbeat, delightful chemistry with one another. And I hope the relationship between Mallory and Nikki is one that She-Hulk allows to develop further because it's brilliant. I love Mallory. I love uh, Renee Elise Goldsberry for multiple reasons. And I think that she's very strong and grounded there. Nikki, she is a boss. She really Mm -hmm. is. And it's great. Now, tell me why in the A-plot of this entire series... I'm starting to lose interest in <laughs> what we're going with here because I um in the last episode, the last episode we had dealt with the difficulty of being both Jen Walters and She-Hulk, and we talked it. We they discussed it in depth about why everybody wants She-Hulk over Jen Walters. Mm-hmm. In this episode, it was one person, the Bridezilla, who. It's kind of funny because it seems like that happens a lot these days where a woman is asked to be a bridesmaid, even if she hasn't been in contact with the bride for multiple years. And so they have to do that awkward thing where they have to be like, hey, it's been a very long time. Cool to see <laughs> you. And then the bride ends up asking them to do something stupid or this and that. It just becomes a really dramatic thing. It kind of happens a decent amount. Um, and that's what Jen's situation is because she doesn't, she hasn't spoken with this this bride in a very long time, and it doesn't seem like they really like each other. And when she shows up as She Hulk to kind of give herself more confidence because she hasn't seen all these guys, these people in so long, the bride's like, "This is not about you. This is about me. Go back to She Go back to Jen Walters." And so she does. And when she was in She Hulk form, the dress she was wearing fit her perfectly, and it looked really good. When she goes back into her Jan Walters form for some reason it's a saggy dress, but I could could have sworn the dress was supposed to like be a form fitting between both. Like it oh, would yeah. just based on her forms. So it, the joke itself didn't land for me because she was supposed to be getting all of her clothes from this brilliant of a guy, this genius of a guy, doing all of her costumes from now on. Doesn't seem like it landed that well, and everybody else is like, "Oh, you were so cool as shoe Hulk. Boo 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 boo, and we're just <laughs> going on. We had just discussed in the previous episode, so we're not going anywhere, and I think we really need to. Now, I believe we have three more episodes left? Three? Yes, two, there's three. Three more episodes. Three. There's
1: nine episodes total. That we're on... This was six, it. This was
0: six, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we have three episodes left. So, I can imagine that after this episode, everything's just going to go bonkers, and we're finally going to start seeing... The true intentions of the villains, quote unquote villains of this show, but I gotta just stop and and say for a second, the people who created that website about She Hulk, they can go fuck themselves, man. Like they can just go <laughs> fuck themselves, because it's true that shit happens on it, in in the real world where people just body shame and send death threats for the stupidest freaking reasons, and like, oh, she's a she's a an immortal. I want to kill her let's just go strangle her and all this other stuff. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and it actually aggravated me. Cause I'm like, of course this is going to happen. Of course we're really seeing this right now. And it's sad that people have to deal with this on a daily basis from jackasses who think they have, that they're more powerful and all that other crap. But yeah,
1: uh, <sighs> just, I, I agree you with you have... though. It's just, yeah. I, I would, I mean, the, the argument could be made and um, there barely is an argument here that the B storyline here was probably more important to the story than the B, the A storyline. Like we could probably have not seen Jennifer Walters, she Hulk throughout the entire episode and it would have been fine. Right. But um, yeah, the, the A storyline, I don't understand. I agree with you. I do not understand what Titania is after. And I'm thinking, this is what I think is because what I thought was going to happen in this episode is because she's trying to destroy She-Hulk, right? Titania's trying to yeah. destroy her. But what I thought she was going to do, is she was going to antagonize her enough. Because even in the beginning, she's like, it's not all about you, Jen. And uh, <laughs> I thought she was going to try to force her into make, making her look bad, almost. like So she's trying to strike up a fight with her outside. While she's drunk. And she's like, oh, turn to She-Hulk. Come on, it's not fun. Turn to She-Hulk. And when she turns into She-Hulk, I thought she was going to be like, like have video cameras or something like that. Like, like be like, oh, she hit me. You see that? She hit me. I thought that's what she was going to end up doing. Like, but she didn't end up doing it. But what I think is going to happen with Titania in this series, because you, this is the second time She-Hulk has beat the shit out of Titania, right? So typically it's the other way around where the bad guy would beat the The hero and then the hero will eventually at the end power through and then beat the villain right so what i think is going to end up happening at the end of this series or within the next couple episodes is they're they they are going to get the blood of she-hulk and they're going to put it in titania i think she's going to because that's the one thing she doesn't have is that she doesn't have the strength and the i guess the power behind her punches that she-hulk does so I think they're gonna right. give the, the blood she, to Titania so that she can be an even match with She-Hulk, like she is in the right. comic I, books.
0: Right. So it's kind of in this is a like probably over dramatic statement or comparison, but it reminds me of Hulk versus Thanos because Thanos <laughs> was able to right. rival um, Hulk's strength. But the thing that Thanos had that Hulk didn't was fighting te- st- technique, fighting right. style. Right. Because f- Hulk was just a matter of. Hulk smash, gonna smash everything around, beat everybody <laughs> up, punching and kicking and all that other stuff, where Thanos actually had a controlled technique, so he could match Hulk's um, ability of strength without having to get so angry, mm-hmm. and when he was able to match that and catch Hulk off guard, boom, he defeats Hulk. With Titania, she right. had a decent amount of strength, and she had technique, but Hulk, but She-Hulk um, overpowers her in that regard, and the strength... Portion of it. Right now, once you give Titania an extra boost so that she actually rivals um, She-Hulk's strength, it's over because She-Hulk has no fighting style at the moment. She doesn't. Um, She doesn't have a true technique. It's just people coming at her. She catches the blow, or or she gets hit, and she goes really, and she pushes them away. Like it's that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. She's ultra aware of what she's doing. It's not like Bruce Banner's Hulk at first. It's she is ultra aware of what's happening. She can transform to both Jen Walters and She Hulk at will, whenever she wants to. She can fight people all the live long day with just kicking them, punching them, throwing <laughs> people out of different dimensions and whatever. But when it when you are faced off against somebody who has overpowered you in the fighting style, in in true just technique and then they have your strength or more, it's over because you realize your weakness is there. She's right. going to find out her weaknesses. And we keep believing that her, her weakness is Jen Walters. Everyone keeps saying her, that Jen Walters is the weakest link of the two, which in strength category, fine, whatever. But in intelligence and all that, maybe there's a part of Jen Walters that isn't even present at this moment when She-Hulk is in her form. Because it seems like it's she's being set up to fail at the end of the series like she's going to be defeated hardcore yeah and it feels like we're we're st- we're stirring up for something bigger than
1: than what we're getting so far but they haven't shown I, yet like they agree with hinted you towards it they yeah. have hints towards it plus they did something weird in the episode where jen's le- leaves bruce a voicemail right and yeah. it's like why why do they need to do that right unless at the end of the series it's going to be brought back to bruce needing either needing her help because now they're they're trying to remind us that bruce is not on this planet right so I, I i think at the end of this series we only have three episodes left but i think at the end of this series it's going to lead into something bigger like you just said plus with the uh introduction of the intelligentsia um which do you know anything about that Stephen? before i just rattle it off
0: you know, I saw that at the end, and I thought, you know what, this is gonna be some kind of uh, Easter um, egg radical group. or oh, no, well, it's a radical group that they're gonna bring into the series. gonna.
1: Well, let me tell you under- this then, if uh, if you think that, all right. So the members of this uh, of this group include Ulysses Claw, Red She Hulk, the leader Modok, and Egghead. Those oh, those are the shit. members of the Intelligentsia in the comic books. So, it's the team is made up of the smartest villains in the Marvel universe with the purpose of exchanging information within the supervillain community. So,
0: it's but I have a question though. Okay. Because majority of the people we listed off are dead. Either their actors are dead or the characters are dead.
1: Well, I so think only, how are they only one of this? them is dead. I mean, Ulysses Claw is Claw dead.
0: Claw is dead. But the leader's not. Fair. Oh, this says Red Red She Hulk. Hulk. Oh, Red She Hulk.
1: Yeah, Yeah. This says Red She Hulk here, and then the leader, and then Modok and Egghead. So. Oh
0: damn. Okay.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but then they need. So when they're that's what Nikki and Mallory are doing throughout the later half of the episode is they're trying to figure out what the Intelligentsia website is, and so they create some fake credentials. And which there was really funny. If you pause the screen and what they're writing, like she Hulk sucks. <laughs> like, And uh, <laughs> in order to be a member, you need to pretty much hate she Hulk and you need, you need to get the approval from Hulk King, Hulk King. And Hulk could King? the Hulk King be Todd? Could it be Todd, Todd? from the last <laughs> couple episodes? Cause they keep bringing Damn. him back. And I, I, I know you mentioned this last week and I think it's the same thing. I, I think he has a bigger part to play here in this series than we know. But but yeah, so yeah. now with hearing all of that, what do you what do you think about the episode now?
0: Well, it's cool that the uh, the best parts of this episode are the B plot and the Easter eggs that there are that are subtly being thrown in there. Yeah. Um Well, with all of that in mind, I think that episodes seven through nine are just going to explore I don't think that Daredevil is going to be a part of the last episode. So it needs to be this next episode and episode eight. So that episode nine is solely constructed around the full development of She-Hulk's character. Because I feel like if you have Daredevil in the mix in the last episode, no one's going to be focusing at all on She-Hulk. It's all going to be about the reprisal of Matt Murdock and Daredevil being back on the screen again. Yeah, so it needs to be
1: next week then.
0: It has to be next week and the week after that. Um, with episode nine, though, I things are going to hit the fan and things are going finally going to be answered. And yeah. if all goes according to plan, this might be the best season finale we've had this year.
1: Um, oh, can't so. wait. Yeah, I, th- I agree yeah. with you. I think, I mean, I know, again, this one, this is a series that also was kind of a slow burn without what it seemed to be any consequences, but... I think you're right. I think it's leading into the the point where we're gonna end this series on, with a freaking bang, and it's gonna be like, oh shit, that was crazy. But that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Hopefully, that's what actually happens. <laughs> and it's not just a bummer of a of a ending. I feel like wait, was Moon Knight kind of a bummer for you? Like the ending? What? What there was? It was
0: nice to see um, the third. Personality come Uh, come right, right, right right. in the third episode, but it still was a a bummer, in my opinion. Yeah, and even She Hulk's ending wasn't too great if you don't include the revelation that she is a mutant in some kind of way. You mean Miss Marvel?
1: You said She Hulk.
0: (laughs) Did I? My bad. Miss Marvel. Yeah, my my bad. (laughs) So even with Miss Marvel, uh, with their ending, when if it's not for her. Figuring out that she is a mutant in some kind of way, mm-hmm. and that she has a different kind of DNA than the rest of everybody else on the Earth, six one six as we know, mm-hmm. then it's kind of a bummer as well. It just feels like we are. It the audience is expecting a big build up, and then at the end it's supposed to be fireworks, and it feels like it's a big build up, big build up, build build, and then all of a sudden you. Instead of putting up the big fireworks everyone's expecting, you put up sparklers. <laughs> beep, 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 that's it. And that's yeah. really it. But in this kind of case, it feels like it's going to be – you're going to start off the first 20 minutes of a uh, fireworks show with the sparklers. Beep, 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 and all of a sudden, everyone's like, all right, let's go home. And all of a sudden, you go,
1: boom, boom,
0: fireworks here, bam, 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 <laughs> for the, the next – like five or ten minutes and everyone's gonna be like whoa where did that come from it's like you had no idea bitches you're not gonna know what to expect now are you (laughs) i'm kind of hoping that's what happens here because oh man oh we need this marvel needs to get it together so it'd be great to end it off on a good note as far as the marvel series this year
1: yeah i agree because i think this is the last series of the of the year for marvel I believe. Yeah. Until we get the yeah. We get and the Werewolf by Night and then we have the, the, of course Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy and then we have um, we have Black Panther We're kind of Forever. It's the only three podcasts yeah. we have left but those are all technically they're movies but yeah. Yeah. No yeah they
0: are and I think what's sad so far is that the best superhero TV series to to this year was Peacemaker in my mind.
1: <laughs> yeah. You're, I mean you're, you're gonna, That came out this year? Yeah. Damn.
0: That came out in like February or January of this year, yeah, and it was so good. it came out on the same time that Boba Fett came out, and I remember that it's because every week I would be dreading watching Boba Fett, but I knew that every week was another week I could watch Peacemaker. So right, yeah, that was this year. So it's sad that the best the best uh, superhero TV series of two thousand twenty two was Peacemaker, a DC property, when DC is doing so horrible in film, but. Marvel's doing decent at the moment in the, in the film industry in 2022, yeah. even though they're not breaking any real barriers here. Um, but DC had the best uh, superhero uh, TV series of the year. And that's kind of sad. So I'm hoping that everything kind of changes around a little bit. And <laughs> that actually reminds me of DC. I heard, I saw a, uh, a rumor that DC doesn't or Warner Brothers doesn't have the funding to find an a uh, Kevin Feige like uh person okay. for their crew. So I'm not sure what that means as far as how they're going to proceed with their ten year plan that they said was <laughs> gonna be so spectacular. But
1: uh yeah, that's that's all I gotta say. That's crazy. That's all I gotta say. That's crazy. Well, I, I think there's another thing we're not talking about enough right now, and that the fact that Mr. Immortal is a mutant. Right um, is, yeah, not sure,ing not sure if they're changing his story his backstory, but he is a mutant in the comic books, right? like it's straightforward. So this he is our second mutant that we've seen. Um, of course, Miss Marvel being the first. so I'm just really curious in where they're going with this because they keep introducing these super powered beings that we've never seen in the universe before that would have just been existing. You know, they've just been existing in our universe without knowing, and I feel like it's gonna be kind of weird. I know, I need to, they're building up to something, but it's gonna be kind of weird if they just start introducing a team of mutants, or maybe they're what they're planning on doing is just building on. Maybe they're planning on like giving individual stories, like for example, kind of like how Iron Man was had its own. A couple movies before the Avengers, right? So maybe they're planning on doing that. Maybe they'll do like a Storm movie, or Wolverine movie, or Professor X movie. Just like an individual movie, uh, just based on their characters and their backstories, and then how it leads up to an X Men type group forming. But I don't know. It just it seems kind of weird, and they're just like plopping in mutants now. Without explaining where these superpowered beings came from, right? It's like they no one's mentioning it. Yeah. No one's like bringing it up. It's just like, where are these superpowered beings coming from? Have they been here all along? Because from what Mr. Immortal says, he says that he was married to one of the um the dudes from that created the I think it what the hell was the bar, the Baron something? Baron something. He was uh married to one of the barons. Uh, which I believe would make him about four hundred years old. So oh, damn. I don't know, I, or maybe he was talking about some someone else. But did you remember that when he mentioned that he was married to one of the uh, the rich guys? He was married to – I don't never, never mind. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I, based on your silence, I don't think you remember it. But <laughs> no, so no, I don't. yeah, he was he was mentioning he was married to. To someone very important, um, which I believe either makes him about 400 years old or 100 years old. I know there's a big gap there, but he's been around for quite some time. So how long have other mutants been around in this universe? I hope they give us a good explanation for this and don't just start throwing mutants into the MCU without bringing up like where the heck they all came from. Because they haven't been here this whole time. At least from what we saw, because we probably would have seen mutants on the news as, like, going, like, creating fires or something similar to, like, Deadpool, I think. Or even X-Men, like, where they're on the news for using their powers in bad ways, right? I feel like we would have Hmm. seen that in some of the Avengers movies or something like that throughout the universe at some point. But that's just me being a negative Nancy. (laughs) Uh, No, yeah. yeah. No, go ahead. No, it just feels very sporadic because
0: it doesn't make any sense to have Miss Marvel as the first mutant then Mr. Immortal the second one and then what who's gonna be introduced next it just I'm trying to figure out what they what Marvel's playing at here because at the moment it feels like there's no real structure it feels like there's no um, true path with the mutants right. right now but I'm still
1: intrigued on where they're going with it Right, me too. Me too. I'm, I'm real curious. Uh, another thing is that we get introduced to a new character this week as well called Josh. So Josh is the, the guy who's kind of flirting with Jen Walters at the Lulu's wedding. and uh, <laughs> So at first I'm like, he's a little sketch, right? He's a little sketchy. But then mm-hmm. I feel like he – because most of the time she, uh, Jen was in her – human form i think if he was going to try to stab her and get her uh, blood he probably had opportunities plenty of opportunities to do that at some point but do you think he's a well, bad guy do you think he's too good to be true for her what do you think
0: well you know how titania said that she knew one of the, the people on the groom squad yeah he was in the groom squad wasn't he
1: well he was but he's, he they pointed at a, a blonde guy when, when he she did, said that he she did. knew oh, okay. he's, yeah, she was like, "Oh, hey, hey, okay. Ted, or whatever the hell his name was," and she waved at him, and he waved back. I um, mean, maybe he was. Oh, I don't know, but maybe this the random. Like, maybe that could just have just been a random randomly, guy. Like, a very awkward. Maybe yeah, the guy <laughs> maybe. that's
0: flirting with, with uh, with um Jennifer Walters at the, at the moment is the person that she knows, and the reason why Titania attacked in the first place was to see was so that he could see what she would do, how she would react in certain situations, like fighting situations. Hmm. And like he might be the one that was in the mask that we saw in both the maybe uh, the, the intro when they were showing the, the recap, and then also in the previous episodes that we saw when they're in the mask. He could just be playing with her. And I know that you might say, oh, well, he could have attacked her at any time because she was drunk. But still, mm-hmm. she was drunk when Titania attacked her and she still formed into the She-Hulk when she needed to and fought back. So he he might just be waiting his time out to s- until we see his true side, Baby. his true colors, because I just don't trust it at this point. Because it seems yeah. sweet. It really does. And I would love for Jen Walters to find a relationship, even though I think that her character is built, it should be built more on just, like, she shouldn't have to be filled with just having a relationship. Like, you're... Personality, your character shouldn't be fulfilled because you are in a relationship now because you have found love. It needs to be right. fulfilled and built up on other ways because you are a strong person who's going into a, a law division of, of, of characters who are very untrustworthy, who you have very l- low amounts of friends that you can trust truly. And there are other people who will like you for you even if they don't see it at the moment. But, oh, man, it's so sketchy. It really is. (laughs) Even after the fight happened and they were talking and all that and they had fries, the French fries, I still thought, "Mm, I don't know if I care about what's going on here. Back off a little bit. Cut it out. (laughs) Cut Cut it
1: out, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I mean, good for you, Jen, if it really is love, but I'm going to have my eyes peeled. On this relationship, because I don't feel it going somewhere, anywhere good.
1: Absolutely, I think it's way too good to be true, um, especially at this point in the story. I think that I personally don't think that he's working for Titania. I think they—they all—they both have their own separate goals. Um, because if, in in my opinion, if if he was working with Titania, I don't think that she would have stepped in. To try to fight She-Hulk or Jen, because he was getting places. Like he was, he was trying to move in, you know? Yeah. And I think that it would make sense to just leave them alone, let them be, let them do their thing, and then eventually be like, oh, I was the mastermind all along, kind of thing. Because he Josh knows that she's She-Hulk. Right? So it's pretty obvious that when someone gets mad. She's going to turn into She-Hulk, right? But she can control it, which is neither here nor there. But, yeah, I I don't personally think that they're working together. I think they have their own separate goals, which maybe will eventually lead together in the future. But I think Josh might be working for the Intelligentsia. It would be funny if he's the leader of the Intelligentsia. Oh, shit. Oh, man, that would suck. That would suck for her. <laughs> maybe Todd's like his underling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, maybe. yeah, maybe that was there was a lot to go over in this episode, and of course at the end of the episode we get a little, uh, little preview into we're on because the, the Hulk King like I am's the doc, the scientists whoever's making the syringe, he uh, they I am him or he I am's them, and says it's time to move on to phase next phase, so they put the uh, syringe which looks maybe like vibranium who knows into a little briefcase so we'll see what happens in next week's episode when hopefully we see Daredevil that'd be really cool that'd be really cool to see Daredevil next week but yeah that was that was really all I had because uh for this episode I had a lot of notes for and we've gone over all of it but did you have any other notes or questions or comments or (laughs) easter eggs that you wanted to bring up oh man um no I don't think so no? Okay. No, no. Well, this is, uh, yeah, we talked about this one for a while. This was a good episode. I, I think it was it was well done in part the Part B storyline. <laughs> I think that was really cool, seeing all those Easter eggs and Nikki and Mallory teaming up in this week's episode. But, of course, we'll talk about Episode 7 when it comes out next week. And we do have one geek topic to talk about. It's geek topic number one, so let's get straight into that. So Sony Pictures has delayed its Marvel-related movies. First, we have Craven the Hunter, which was delayed from January 13, 2023 to October 6, 2023, and which was taking the spot of Madam Web. So now Madam Web has moved from October 6, 2023 to February 16, 2024. So there wasn't a real reason why they delayed the movies. I think... It's possible that um, the Across the Spider-Verse also got delayed. But yeah, so there wasn't a reason why they announced why they delayed these movies. But it's it's got to be a production issue, right? Like it's got to be that they're they're doing too much at one time. So they have to delay some of the stuff. Because Craven the Hunter, I'm pretty sure, is already done filming. And Madam Web, I don't know if it's done yet. But it's close to being done. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm disappointed. Of course, I was I was at first I was like, oh, is it because they're gonna be putting a, a Spider-Man movie, a Spider-Man f- four, at some point? But I was like, nah, it's not. There's no way they can film it and get it out before October of 2023 at the moment. So, and there's no way they can get it out before February of 2024. So, I think a Spider-Man movie might be coming in 2024 or even early 2025. But yeah, I, I was disappointed when I saw it. But it was kind of like one of those memes where it was like, oh, no. Anyway. <laughs> you
0: know? it's, uh, yeah, I'm just going to say boo to uh, yeah. Sony right now because what the fuck is going on, man? How many projects have you had to delay? In the, Like, you're, you're turning into DC right now because DC has been put, put, putting back a lot of their projects in the last couple of years. And yeah. And some of it's warranted because of the pandemic. Whatever. Fine. But – Sony we're in 2022 here your projects some of them are already filmed other ones are already animated what what are you doing right yeah. now like you're pushing way too much stuff back and I get we're still gonna watch it we still are but what is going on right like, it <laughs> it, I, I just don't get it I really don't because Sony didn't have any major properties com- projects come out this year from what I ever met what, what I know. No, they didn't. And
1: they didn't. So Not any Marvel-related projects, anyway. Okay, yeah.
0: Well, they had no real projects coming out this year. They had Spider-Man last year, but that was a, a combination between Sony and Marvel. I feel like if Marvel, honestly, if Marvel didn't push it as hard as they did at the end of their marketing campaign, Sony probably would have delayed uh, Spider-Man again. Right. I'm not going to lie. That seems to be their, t- their, uh, their strategy. Delay, delay, delay for some weird reason. Now, I get it with an animated film such as Cross the Spider Verse because why you're doing it. Because you want to have every single character have their own animation style for every single universe that they go into. Because it's supposed to be all, you're supposed to be able to differentiate every single universe from each other. Fine. Whatever. I get that. It's a lot of work, it's a lot of money, a lot of time spent into that. Fine. I'll accept that. Should be a great movie because you have two of them back to back for the most part, but then you have Madam Web, you have, um, what do you call it? Oh my gosh,
1: A Craven the said Hunter. It?
0: Craven the Hunter. Like, yeah. It's just it just seems unnecessary. Why do you have to keep like and it seems like it's happening a lot? Not just to Sony. It's happening with Marvel and DC as well. I get it. And and some Star Wars. It's just why is this happening? I'm so confused why so many of the movies are being our TV series are being delayed at the moment. It feels like there's a lot more demand than there is supply. And I, maybe there's a lot of like production issues because are they aren't able to find enough workers because of stuff that happened because of the pandemic or because Mm -hmm. of political issues that are happening. I don't know, but it's all happening right now. I mean, It happened last year a little bit, and I understood it more because we were still on the other side of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. But now we're in 2022, and we're having less cases that I'm aware of. We're having less cases than we had last year, which is good. And we're still dealing with this kind of issue, so I don't understand it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I do not know. I do not what know what's going on over there, unless there is some kind of uh, staffing short staffing shortage. So maybe uh, there's not a lot of people working on the movies or able to work on the movies, So they just have to delay them to make sure they come out perfectly. Which, in that case, like f- either figure your stuff out and uh, hire people that want to work. <laughs> so, like, just get the thing out. But you know, they're now the next movie. We're going to be seeing from Sony is their animated movie sequel from Across the Spider-Verse. So that will come out in June of 2023. And then, of course, we'll we'll get uh, The Craven the Hunter in October. And then, of course, we'll get Madam Web in, what did I say, February of 20? Yeah, February of
0: 2024.
1: Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I agree. We need to stop delaying stuff. Just get this stuff out. Get it out. Like It, it, sh- it really shouldn't be hard. But I know I'm not in. I'm not in the process of making films, so uh, I don't know how what the process is. But I don't know if if you're if you're planning on something like getting it out by a certain date, then I, you should be successful because usually they'll end filming for a movie about six months prior to when it's supposed to be released, so they can start working on post production. Right, so. That that's the whole thing. Is that maybe they didn't? Have, maybe they're not gonna have six months. Maybe they don't have enough people to work on the movies. But yeah, well, hopefully we'll get better news in the future. Hopefully the hopefully these movies will actually be very very good, so that they're worth the wait. But we will see mm. when it when it happens. But yeah, yeah that. Uh, that is the end of our Geek Topics. It was a very slow week in regards to Geek Topics. Most of the things that came out this week were just rumors about projects but not really confirmations about anything. But, uh, yeah, that's that's it for this week. Steven, did you have anything else you wanted to go over this week? Um, no. No, I not <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, that will do it for this week's episode of the Flavor of the Geek Podcast. Uh, Steven, where can the good people find us?
0: Well, good people, you can find us on Spotify or Apple Podcast. I know mm-hmm. that for a fact, you can find all of our podcasts there. <laughs> cool Beans, Cool Beans. Um, you can also find us on our TikTok channel, our Instagram channel,
1: mm-hmm. even
0: Facebook technically if you wanted to check out our actual personalities, our actual profiles. <laughs> do you, boo boo, do you? But, you know, I would say Instagram and TikTok is where you're going to find most of our uh, Flavor of the Geek-inspired content. Um, You can also email us at flavorofthegeekpod at gmail.com if you so dearly wanted to ask a question or tell us we suck. You (laughs) suck. Um, Or or if you wanted to uh, just give your thoughts about things we had talked about on the podcast or things we didn't talk about on the podcast and we can bring it up in the week after uh, in that episode we'll bring it up somewhere whether it be at the beginning right away or in the middle or at the end or somewhere else there in the in the in, in between but anyway <laughs> that's that where you can find us good people hey thank Matthew. you very much where Steven. can they where can where can we find
1: them <laughs> you know i don't know i don't know where we can find them <laughs> that's good that's good though that was very well said very well Thank said you. but uh yeah no we appreciate everyone who's been listening we we really do appreciate it uh we just come on here talk nerd stuff to you guys and hopefully uh you like what we what you hear. but again if like what steven said if you don't like it press the you suck button when uh when you email us <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you all so much. And remember, my name is Matthew.
0: My name is Steven. And,
1: and we love, love you 3000. <laughs>